0: Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak, the Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week, the Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb, because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up everybody, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 490, Mr. Samich. 490, huzzah! Wow, yeah, yeah. getting closer it's a lot. and closer. Yeah, almost almost to 500, but... uh before we get there, we've got to get through Delmar Saturday late pick five. A sequence that, uh, if you used our picks from last week's show, if you kind of Frankenstein together a ticket, you would have hit it. Hopefully, one of us can hit this uh, straight. But uh, and, uh, an interesting one because you've got a grade one race, and then you've also got open 12, 5, 10, 5K claimers all on the same card. So, um, And I think that was the harder of the two to handicap, honestly.
1: Yeah, when I was uh, looking through this, I was like, okay, like the the sequence is going along, you handicap the sixth, the seventh, a nice little maiden special race, the eighth, you got a grade one, and then you like scroll down to the night. you're like, what the heck is this doing here? Like, why isn't this the third race on the card? But I'm happy it's there. I have a single in that race. And you're not even using my horse. I'm excited to get to that one and talk about it. But it's a, a fun sequence overall. A little interesting spot there at Del Mar. Uh, this is going to be a sequence I press. Because I'm singling the horse, I'm singling. I have a couple bigger opinions in here as well. So I, I've got a $54 ticket for 50 cents. But I'm going to be pressing this puppy as well.
0: I did use the horse. I'm looking at it now and I realize I had the wrong number written down. So stop so, oh, in a minute. Uh-huh. You're talking sure you talking about did. the name of it. Sure. You Give did. me a second here. See, here's the issue. I've had, uh, we had the, the Taylor Swift concert was last week. We had a fantastic time. Apparently, yeah. this Taylor Swift LA concert specifically is a massive super spreader of the recent COVID variant because it hit my wife, and then it hit me, and still kind of coming out of it. So yesterday, I did the Queens Plate, Queen's Plate, King's Plate preview with JD Fox for the channel and for the website, and I was editing it right afterwards, and I'm listening back, and I'm like, I don't remember saying any of these words right <laughs> now. <laughs> so all that to say, things are a little, were a little uh, rusty upstairs.
1: That's okay. It's a perfect time to do an hour podcast about the late pick five at Del then.
0: <laughs> we got two more days to finish. No, I th- I think I'm, my handicapping is there. It's just if you ask me what I said, I'd have to look back at my notes because I've got no idea. Uh, but anyways, yes. We're, sorry, go ahead. What year did we start? Was oh, it 17 or 18? It was one of the two. Uh, it was 18 because it was right before Lily was born or right afterwards. Right. It was right before. Yeah. I think right before. Yep yeah
1: yeah so 2017 been almost five years 100 episodes a year it's pretty good not too bad mm-hmm.
0: yeah i mean <laughs> love your energy <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. i mean yeah, yeah just <laughs> chomping on my gum <laughs> no. usually usually by this point i've already like I'm, I'm scratching the itch i'm like looking around the corner i'm like all right look for something better but no nope i'm still here <laughs> no i was just kidding no we got the del mar late pick five on Saturday, August 19th to get into. Let's do it, Riders Up! All right, Mike. Here we go. First leg of the Del Mar late pick five Saturday, August nineteenth. Race six, 12 males, four and up, plus two. Also eligible is routing a mile on the turf at the N two X allowance level. Where'd you go on top?
1: I actually thought this was maybe the toughest race in the, the whole pick five sequence here. Um, I put the one on top here. I, I know how much you love Victor Espinoza, so I just couldn't help myself. Uh hit the road here, just getting a big time drop in class. I realize this is open 80. There's some pretty good horses in here. But if you go back before the layoff, we're talking about seven, eight straight graded stakes back to back races. Ran okay in some of those back in 2021. Didn't see the same form in 22. I liked that first effort off the bench in 2023. Jour won that race. He had been knocking the door in graded stakes. That was a restricted race for horses who hadn't won a graded stakes. I thought Hit the Road ran well, especially off the bench. Now you're getting second out for Dan Blackert. Uh, this is a horse I think takes a step forward and I think plays perfectly into the pace here. You have enough horses that want to go but not an abundance of speed. And I also love the post position. I think hit the road is just going to absolutely trip out here in this spot. So give me the one on top.
0: Uh, my issue with hit the road is, is not Victor Espinosa? It's I, I just don't know that he's got it anymore. Like he was really great at one point, And that was two years ago, just about. So it's, we haven't seen him um, really be able to stay healthy that long, but now it's second off the left. Maybe he can take a step forward. It's definitely a big class drop for him and something that he needs. I just don't know. Uh, that it's going to work out. Um, I did just realized now since we started the show that the two is actually going to scratch Zarak or Zarek, so that changes things from a pace perspective quite mightily. But um, top pick for me is going to stay the number five evening sun at six to one, second off of a long layoff. you know, Last time it was a total scratch off. Horse hadn't been seen in 449 days, and then they bring him right back into a stakes race and opening weekend at Del Mar. And then on top of that, he's got a really tough trip to contend with, but Berrios keeps the mount. Instead of being named on the two, which was trained by Amador Sanchez, and Berrios and Sanchez are uh, very successful together, 23% winners in the last year. Uh, By the way, Evening Sun, 2 for 2 at Del Mar, which comes at a mile and also a mile and a 16th, so should be able to handle this absolutely no problem. Did you use the five? That was
1: my second pick. The one and the five are probably going to be my pressed horses here. All the reasons you said here. Second off a layoff. Uh, it it kind of felt like that was a race that Evening Sun needed one. You mentioned the trip. The horse pulled early. was kind of rank. Barrios couldn't really get it to settle. Tried to do some running down the lane, but kind of got shut off there as well. So a couple reasons why I think Evening Sun didn't get the best trip possible there. Uh, so for me, the one and the five are the must-use. They're probably the two I'm going to be pressing. I did end up going four deep here. Uh, And I went to two horses that are further to the outside as the other two I'm going to use. I had the 10 Handy Dandy as the third pick here. Mike Smith picks up the mount for Peter Miller. Last time we saw this horse was trying the Eddie Reed. Uh, That was a mile and an eighth. I don't love the distance for this horse. Uh, It runs some decent races that mile and eighth, but I think the mile is better. It's run eight times at this distance, three wins, two seconds, two thirds. Loves Delmar. It's three wins and seven starts with two place efforts as well. I like the fact that we're getting second off the turf, third off the layoff here. I, I, again, this is the more realistic spot as well. We've seen this horse in graded stakes, four of them consistently runs okay in there, You know, finishes somewhere between fourth and seventh. But when it gets into this allowance company, we've got two seconds, we've got a win. So for me, this handy dandy's this spot for handy dandy is a good one here. So I, I don't mind the six to one price either with the 10 horse.
0: Uh, This is my fourth horse. I only went three deep, but this would have been my next horse in. I I was trying to make a case for it and ended up making a case for someone else. Um, But you're right, at all the angles that you mentioned, I think this horse was really going to flourish at Del Mar. Just last time was way too much for him. Uh, Next up for me is a horse that we both used as well. That's the 11th Sarawar for Leonard Powell getting jockey Juan Hernandez to ride. Uh, Comes out of a really nice looking win over this course in distance versus the N1X Allowance Company. Stepping up to N2X, I think he can handle this no problem. The horse who finished third in that race, by the way, last time out is my top pick in uh, race ten at the end of the late pick five here. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But again, but Hernandez keeping the mount for Powell, and, and you know uh, Powell had that great winner with Maltese Falcon uh, that you uh, predicted uh, predict in the Grade Three La Jolla Handicap last week. So he's his barn's doing very well, and you've got the leading rider riding him
1: yeah all the same reasons i use the 11 i don't love the post um, but i did love that last effort there, taking a little bit of a step up from m1x to open company well, this is a third off a layoff for a four-year-old you'd expect you're going to see a little bit of improvement hernandez stays aboard uh so to me it made a ton of sense the, the horse i didn't use so I, I was 40 i'm 1 5 10 11 i went back and forth on the back and forth on the four flashiest here and ended up leaving this one off the ticket did you
0: consider flashiest at all which is the other leonard powell in here no, not not just as a horse to win. I think underneath might be interesting, but not to win. Yeah, the O
1: for 13 in the last two years was kind of what kept me <laughs> off of this horse. And you consistently see good efforts. The buyers fit with this level. You get second off a layoff here. Uh, has a win at Del Mar. Has three wins at the distance. All of those were a while back, though. And this field is good enough where I just couldn't kind of find a way to add the four. But I, that would be the other one if someone scratches out here I am a little bit interested in.
0: A great horse to uh, to own just because you're keeping the lights on. Lots of third and fourth place finishes in these uh, allowance races is pretty good. Last up for me, and I especially like this pick. Now that the two is scratched, is the sixth Goliad at eight to one, second off of the layoff going sprinter route. And I think this horse is now with your clear lone speed. And, and not always something that you want to play at Del Mar, uh, especially uh, not this early in the meet, maybe more so in the winter. But if you look at last year, uh, he went. Uh, uh, off of a layoff into a sprint in San Anita into a route at Del Mar. And he won that route while well, he's doing the same thing here. Again, he gets a really great pace set up and he's keeping Reese aboard. And, and then he showed in his two-year-old season that let's just say somebody else decides to take the role of the two and gun it out there and beat him to it. He showed in his two-year-old season. He could come from off the pace, but I really don't think that happens with the two gone. So six is going to be the last one on the ticket for me here.
1: Yeah. I think the three is a pace pressure, but I do agree with you. Uh, the, the, Six doesn't necessarily need the lead. I think it's important to go back and look at those races. a huge gap there uh, between the, the, what was it? The three and the four-year-old season, essentially. So it took a ton of time off. That's why it's a lightly raced horse Is six. But the race is really the the maiden special weight breaker where, you know, your length back at the half mile point, the race where you just missed a Delmar the next time out again, two lengths back sitting in third. So it doesn't have to have the lead. I I think the three sends just because what we've seen of the three in the past. Um, But I, I don't want to be on the lead right now at Del Mar on these two turn route, route grass races. I, I want to be coming from off the pace. You don't need to be like way out of it, but I, I don't want to be on the lead. And so for me, that was one of the reasons I didn't use the three or the six in this spot.
0: Fair enough. Second leg of the Delmar late pick five on Saturday, August 19th, race seven, 10 maiden, two-year-old Philly sprinting six and a half furlongs on the main track. No Bob Baffert's in here. So no one's going to be extremely overbet, or will they, where are you going on top? Or will they?
1: Uh, look, I like the one tomorrow here on the inside. I don't love playing first-time starters on the inside, but this just feels like the Mandela that's going to go. Mike Smith picks up the mount. They're nineteen percent together over the last two years. The workout tab is really solid, and I like the way that you have the varying distances in the workouts here too. So you've got you know four back, you go a minute flat, going five furlongs, and you go five furlongs out of a gate. That fifty-nine and one I think is sneaky good. Then yeah. I like that one third, one eleven and three. So you get a little bit more of the stamina, in, especially considering we're going six and a half, and then you blow it out going three furlongs just to make sure you still have the speed there. Uh, I like that workout pattern. There, I don't think there's any world beaters in here. Uh, you know, there's a the other horse that that Mandela has. The seven feels like he wants longer, um, and so I felt like the two, the one was the way to go with the two Mandelas. So I put the one on top. Uh, the other horse I like quite a bit here is the five timely arrival. Michael McCarthy uh, going out uh, is the son or daughter of violence, violence. Uh, and you get J.J. Hernandez, who picks up the mount. The workout tab is solid. These two combined for 19 percent here at Del Mar. He's 16 percent first time starters. And again, this is a lot of longer workouts. You've got those five for long, four for long workouts consistently for this one. Uh, Rapoli on the west coast is dangerous he doesn't run a ton of horses Mm -hmm. out here when it is it's usually a philly it's usually with mccarthy and they're usually pretty good so i I like the one and the five quite a bit here
0: yeah like a horse named pushiness uh two for two cal bred stakes winning two-year-old philly uh for rapoli and and michael mccarthy this is my top pick was the five um being out of a, a malibu moon mare she's also bred on the bottom side to really pop her late age too so i like this horse a lot um I like that, we're getting six to one on her. I'm not sure if we'll get that because of how much you and I both like her. Um, I left off the one because Beholder and all of the other siblings did not actually pop right away. They kind of needed a little bit of time to get going. Now, Beholder did win her second start at H2, but the other two siblings that Tamara's had. Um, uh, two of them have never won. They were complete duds on debut. And then the other one that did win uh, didn't do until she was three. So it kind of takes them a little while to get longer. So I split it. I actually went with the other one, the seven Flint's chances, my second choice here. Full sister to Moonlight DRO, a horse that I briefly had with my racehorse. She was second on debut at h two at Del Mar and was very precocious uh, from that point on. And Mandela does win with tw- uh, 22% with first-time starters. And you've got the seven and the one, both... First time stars, both from Spent Thrift Farm, and it, it's interesting to me, Mike, because one of them is a daughter of Beholder, and they clearly would want that one to shine. So, do you think it was odd that Mandela did enter them against each other? No, because I think the one is going to shine.
1: <laughs> I, I, I like you just look. It's it's Maglador out of a Bernardini mare that just screams two turns on the seven. And when you again, when you look at the workout tab, this is one that it does not have the same speed that the one has right so you know, even that 114 last time going six furlongs you've got that a similar gate drill uh, back on july 29th of the 59 and four uh so you you would expect there's some speed here but i to me this again this is a two-turn horse i think this is kind of the first step and then i think after that you're taking the step forward with Flynn's choice so uh, this is a wait and see horse for me i'm much
0: more interested if they stretch the horse out uh last for me was the number 10 arctic breeze uh, getting five to one, or, I'm sorry, eight to one with uh, Peter Miller and Joe Bravo is a three hundred seventy-five thousand dollar daughter of Arrogate, out of a dam who was second on debut, won her second start at age two, and I like that Joe Bravo's picking up this mount. I also like that unlike the other Peter Miller horse in here, the eight, this horse has always been training at Del Mar since the meet began. The eight was in a main claiming race, first time was training at San Luis Rey. There's limited stall space at Del Mar, and so for Peter Miller to just have the ten continuously training there tells me. Very clearly, the better of the two. I think the horse has had some nice works, and I think is bred to do well at this distance on debut. So, uh, I like the ten here, eight to one as well.
1: Yeah, the ten was the last horse off my ticket, and if you want to add it, you can at seventy-two bucks. I, I, I like. I went back and forth on whether or not I wanted to add the ten. Miller been been a little bit hotter recently as well. Started out with the meet a little bit slow. I ended up using the three Hope Road um, just because this one's got experience. I think the six and a half helps. At five furlongs, this horse was coming and was going to catch Dua in my mind, but just kind of ran out of time. Uh, Dua ran okay last weekend. I wouldn't say great, but okay. Um, and ran against a pretty good two-year-old filly, so I'm not going to completely knock it. I think Hope Road would have won that race at six and a half furlongs. So I, I think the stretch out here helps. I like the fact that it's got one under the belt against a bunch of first-time starters. So I just ended up going one, three, five, but I'm going to press through the
0: one, five here. You know, the horse that she dead heated with for second behind Dua was fifth in that same race. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't use this is the horse I thought was going to get way over bet because she had that dead heat for second behind a Baffert first time starter. Um, I'll let her beat me. I'm afraid that, you know, seven to one last out. I'm thinking seven to five is probably what she goes off in this spot. I was just afraid she'd be over bet.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that's clearly going to be the favorite. And, and that's why, you know, like I said, I, I'm going to press <laughs> around the one five, but I'm going to include the three on the 50
0: center. And that's why you also happen to have a single as well. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Third leg of the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday, August 19th. Race eight, the Grade One Del Mar Oaks for 10 three-year-old fillies, routing one and one-eighth miles on the turf. Where'd you go on top? Uh, I thought this was an interesting race. I went with the 5 force and a set
1: on top for Leonard Powell. I just when you go back and watch the replays, that last one was just phenomenal from her. She she just exploded. Uh, went from 7th to 1st in the blink of an eye, going 5 wide around the far turn. That was her first effort at Del Mar. She got the win. 2nd in North America. You saw the nice improvement that you were hoping for. Now she gets out a 3rd time. Uh, the pace setup is here. She should be able to close. Raspoli stays aboard. Uh, it just kind of feels like all systems go. And then even the second, like Ultimate High kind of comes up in a bunch of the different past performances for these horses, and one of the others I'm going to be using. And she, as a three year old, beat Altman High and older horses, two back at Santa Anita in the North American debut. So I thought that was a very impressive win as well. So I have the five and a set on top here.
0: Yeah, there's no reason to think she can't beat all of the horses that she faced last time in the San Clemente going longer. I mean, she had the lead and she took off, and she very easily could have handled. Uh, going this distance that day i went too deep in the other horse that i used you didn't when we talked about the number nine be your best i refuse to give up on her i (laughs) i keep thinking this horse is going to break through at age three um she nearly won the grade two wonder again two starts back at belmont going this distance but what i really find interesting is that she ships out here to del mar for a grade one race when she's two for two with saratoga and she could have been in the Grade 3 Saratoga Derby at a track that she's you know has shown a strong affinity for. She's been training in Saratoga, and yet they wanted that Grade 1 status for her instead of the bigger purse, but the Grade 3 is Saratoga... Uh, sorry, Saratoga Oaks. I've not saying Saratoga Derby. Saratoga Oaks. Um, but that's a race that I thought it was interesting that she did. they purposely skipped that race to show up here. So um, I use her. I, Juan Hernandez picking up the mount for Horatio De Paz, and she's an East Coast to Philly coming in to face the West Coast.
1: Yeah, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I mean, if, if it wasn't two back and the, the wonder again, the grade two there against prerequisite, I don't know when it's going to be. This, like I, She showed all the promise in the world in those two first races at Saratoga and just never really could repeat back to that form. And and my biggest issue here is like, I don't love it when you look at the buyers or any pretty much any numbers for her time form is pretty accurate on this as well. You have two efforts, the first two starts of her career that were at Saratoga, that are better than pretty much anything except for that grade two wonder again two back where she popped the career best buyer but she's been going backwards really since she started her career instead of going forwards and so I understand you know okay they ship her out here to me it seems a little bit like they felt they had to get her out of that East Coast group because she's just not good enough and Unfortunately for her, I think this is a pretty group, good group of three year old West Coast Phillies that are running in this race. And so I think this is the horse that's going to get overbet in this spot that I don't want any part of. I think I don't think she goes off as a favorite, but I don't think she goes off as your clear second choice here. And I just didn't want to use her in that spot. I did use the six impact warrior uh, right out right to the outside of Anisat. I mentioned. I mentioned uh, Ultimate High. This one lost to Ultimate High first time out in North America, but I thought ran really well. Uh, the trip wasn't perfect. It was good enough to try and get the job done, but Ultimate High just kind of got the jump on Impact Warrior. Now you're getting second off the layoff, second time in North America for Phil D'Amato. Uh, it seems like an all-systems go. I would expect you get some improvement. And if you look at both time form and buyer numbers, the last race from the 5 vanisat and the 6 Impact Warrior, very similar in both cases. And I think Impact Warrior has a chance to improve more than Aniseth does here in this spot. So I, I like the price of four to one. I think that probably floats up a little bit. I think you end up around five to one somewhere in that range because of the money this, the nine takes. So I, I have the five and the six as the two horses I like from a press perspective. And then I felt like you had to include the two window shopping here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a really interesting horse. And this is I, I'm a sucker for this type of run line. But you have a debut at Del Mar where the horse debuts on turf, doesn't run great. They bring the horse back on turf at Santa Anita, but it washes off, so they end up running on the dirt. And then you have back-to-back dirt graded efforts because of how good that dirt race was. Well, Mandela thought it was a better turf horse, and the, the, the sire is American pharaoh. and by Tappet out of the uh, by Tapit mare, that screams pretty good turf breeding. I, like I, I understand why they tried this horse on the turf the first time. Now we're getting back to the turf for the first time, and Mandela, not someone who overly aggressively places horses. So to drop this one on debut at Del Mar on the turf for the first time since debut and put it in a grade one race tells me this horse is working out very well. It's all systems go. You get Hector Barrios up six to one on the tag. Uh, so I, I like the two quite a bit here as well.
0: Uh, this is be, I, I think third and fourth up for me in this spot. Uh, I like both of these horses. I, I just like the two I had a little bit better, but I definitely like who you discussed. Um, one you didn't mention that I was curious to get your thoughts on is the four Ruby Nell. Uh, This is another uh, spendthrift horse, but uh, Edwin Maldonado rides. This was a horse that was, I believe, an over a million-dollar purchase uh, earlier in her career or before she even made it to the races there. Um, She's looked great in two straight turf uh, route races. Did you consider her? Do you think she's hit the board type?
1: I thought about it, but this feels like a horse that's going to need to go gate to wire. And you've got the seven big pond trying the turf for the first time. Is going to be forwardly placed. You've yep. got the three infinite diamond who has pretty much been forwardly placed in everything she's done except for that last race on the turf. So we'll see if she tries to switch up that style. But it has a 97 early time form rating and a horse that has been <laughs> forwardly placed. So I don't like Ruby Nell because of the other speed presence in here. And we talked about how I'm not really a big fan of horses trying to go gate to wire at Delmar right now. That kind of knocked Ruby Nell down a peg. One i'm interested in that that we haven't talked about that ended up just missing the ticket and is 15 to 1 is the horse on the outside paris secret uh it's the damato bravo horse the trips haven't been great since the providencia which was a grade three this horse won got an 82 buyer that day came back in the honeymoon uh the trip was okay but it was wide the whole time ended up running up got third in that spot the last trip was brutal. I mean, just never got to run an inch. You can kind of see it in the running line as well, where, you know, you're 12th and you're five lengths back. You end up running So You pass three horses, but you're three lengths back. I mean, it's just had to check multiple times during that race, just never really got to run. And now you see D'Amato coming back with this horse, with Impact Warrior in the race, and you get Joe Bravo aboard, one of the better turf riders there at Santa Anita. Uh, Again, this is another one where if you want to expand it out to $72, I don't hate the idea of adding the 10 here at a price of 15 to 1.
0: And it is an Irish bred Philly for Phil D'Amato at Del Mar. Always an angle that uh, I like to play as well. Interesting horse at fifteen to one for sure. Didn't make my ticket, but is a interesting one nonetheless. Penultimate like of the Del Mar lay Pick five on Saturday, August nineteenth. Race nine. We've got nine older horses routing a mile on the dirt at the ten five K to the twelve five K. Claiming level. Where'd you go on top?
1: Well, I don't usually like to try and take horses, who you have to have repeat efforts at this type of level. But to me, the seven just towers over this field. Universal Payday 5-2 for Papa Dromo off the claim. Joe Bravo in the saddle Uh, off the claim. Twenty five percent with a 40 race sample size. Pretty darn good together at Del Mar. They're 21 percent, 20 percent overall over the last two years. Uh, One I've just missed winning last time I had to go five wide on the far turn, but I thought ran pretty well in that spot, uh, considering we broke out of the seven post going a mile that day. I think we're going to get a nice trip here again. I don't see them. I think they're going to go pretty quick early and set up for the seven here. Uh, I didn't love really anyone else here. And that's one of the reasons I ended up singling as I went through it. The only other horse I really even considered was the three. Um, And that's uh, three to one on the morning line. I'm not someone who's like, okay, I've got the two favorites in a a race that is arguably wide open. Like the last thing I want to do is go too deep and use them both. So for me to to cheapen down this ticket, I felt like the seven was the better horse and kind of towered over this field in a lot of ways. As long as we can run back to, I don't know, five of the last seven races, I think are all good (laughs) enough to win this race.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. is You can look at point it to so many different races in the past and say, it gives it a chance, gives it a chance. At this level, it gives it a chance. So uh, that's what you want. I did use the three as my second choice, but I went three deep. So I didn't go too deep and use the two lowest choices. <laughs> um, the three beat most of the horses in this group in the exact same setup while they're all in for 8K tags. They're all bumping up in price. So it's not like, oh, it's a big class bump up for him. Like, no, a lot of these horses were in the 8K claiming level with him. And I think just the fact he's got the experience at him, he's forwardly placed. Maldonado rides through the claim. It's a good move, I think, for the for the horse and for the jockey. Um, third up for me, I went with the number nine Granada flavor at 6-1. to one. This horse takes a pretty suitable class drop. Uh, two back gets claimed for 20K out of the Sean McCarthy barn, had been running pretty well, had two straight wins in for 20K, claiming tags at the mile distance at Santa Anita. And then they claim him for 20, the running back protected in a starter allowance race. That was not a good idea. It, also, he's a closer. It was a five-horse field at Los Al. He didn't have a shot in hell of winning that race. So, scratch that one off. He drops back into a suitable spot. Now he's actually in for lower than what they claimed him for, but it's Del Mar. They're trying to get a win for him. And I like Tiago Pereira picking up the mount. We saw Sunday at Del Mar with that uh, Irad move that he pulled on the turf. Tiago's, Ti- Tiago will try and press the rules. He'll try and ride like Irad if he needs to to get a win done. So, um, I just hope that this time, if he does it, he doesn't get caught and disqualified. You mean Peralta? Is that that who you? Pereira. Tiago Peralta? <laughs> yeah, Thiago Peralta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I baseball in my mind. We were doing this last week. I called him Tiago Pereira like multiple times. Anyway, or Peralta multiple times. Uh, hey. I, I like the nine. I don't hate it. Uh, I was seven three nine, so I, I kind of understand where you're go. going there. Um, The one horse I thought was a little interesting sitting on go on the rail. This is a a horse that's coming off the claim. I like it when longer priced horses get claimed, um, especially by trainers. They're pretty good off the claim. And so you had this horse at 10 to one last time out uh, in a nine horse field. Ends up getting claimed out of that race by Jeff Matz, who's 16% off the claim. Uh, The one works since a 47 and four out of the gate. So I I think the one uh, may be sitting on a good one here. Uh, So I, I have a little interest in the one sitting on go. The problem with the three and why, like, look satchel stevens takes over the claim here over to at del mar one for 16 for the year one workout since it was a bad workout i, I that's it's hard for me to think the three is just going to replicate it however if there is a chance it's going to happen it's this quick back right where you can't change that many things the horse has a good opportunity yeah. to run back to it but I, I, I don't love it when you have these smaller barns that claim horses and then it's a short price the race after they won at a short price at that level because it, it a lot of times that goes south for you
0: I'm just wondering, like, how much damage could one guy do with an AK open claimer at Del Mar? I mean, like, I feel like I could, do, like, as long as I just kept it fed and happy, like, all right, the damn thing's gonna, this jockey knows what to do, just put him on back on and that's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, well, like, how much, how much do you upgrade horses when someone claims them, right? I mean, it's, it, you gotta think it can work in both, both directions,
0: right? Kevin, I'm trying. I am trying so hard. The amount of caffeine I've had in my body just to make it to this point listen I do it for the people uh one horse if you wanted to go wild a horse that I thought a huge price bombs away the number four Mongolian kingdom um I wouldn't have hated this if you want to use this horse second off of a long layoff he missed 293 days uh he comes back Never involved, whatever, that's fine. Clearly he was uh, needed to knock the rest off. Now he's facing the same group. They're bumping up, but he's going to get a two-pound weight break. He's adding blinkers, uh, which is interesting. But he's back at a track at Del Mar, where if you scratch out that last effort when he was rusty, three previous starts, he broke his maiden into second-place efforts. And I think that he is sneaky at this spot. I'm just not so sure uh is barraccio going to be able to like has brought you more of a third off of a long way off trainer i don't know him well enough to comment on that
1: yeah i mean the the problem is, you you make a good point on the the Delmar form. That was all in maiden claiming twenties, though, right? Like it was
0: it was never against winners. She finally 20s. left three starts ago. <laughs> yeah, there
1: you go. Uh, so you finally break your maiden for twenty, and you are like, "All right, we're taking a year break now. Let's go." Uh, <laughs> I can't bet any Mongolian kingdom if it's not uh, if if it's not Elizabeth Gambit on who's, or Elizabeth Gambit who's training it. I, I just I, the Mongolian just fits with her. I, I trained this in my mind that it's got to be her if it's a, a Mongolian horse.
0: And a Michigan bat. Whatever. It's a, it's a he, by the way. I'm trying to think. No, he. What I, is he done? Did he retire? I've, I've seen a lot of his horses have been transferred. Maybe he retired. Anyways, we'll ponder on that a little bit more in another show. A fifth and final leg. Whoops. And I hit the wrong button here. Fifth and final leg of the Del Mar Late Pick 5 on Saturday, August 10th. Race. Race. August 19th. Race 10. See the medicines wearing off. Race 10. 11 males, 3 and up. Routing a mile on the 16th. On the turf. At the end. 1x allowance level. Mr. Samich, where's your top pick? Give me the four-horse, Teo Magico,
1: just for you, buddy. Uh, oh, thank you. Second off the layoff, D'Amato, Rispoli stays on the mount. We talked about Sawar in the first race of this. That was the 11 horse. That's the horse yep. that won last time out. Teo Magico is actually favored over that horse. Rispoli stays aboard. I would expect you're going to see an uptick here. Uh, two races at Del Mar, a second and a third. Both of those, I thought, were solid. Uh, going a mile and a 16th, I kind of like the added distance. Has an effort here over Del Mar in a mile and a 16th. Lost that one, but lost to a next out winner in that spot. Ended up running second there as well. Again, it's going to come from way out of it. But there's enough pace in here that I don't think that that's a terrible thing. So uh, give me the four, Teo Magico on top.
0: Uh, topic for me. Number four, Teo Magico. All the reasons that you mentioned there. Yeah, I, I would tease it earlier. Talked about Sarwar. Uh, racing with this horse, so I agree with you on that one I went three deep next up for me is the number seven act three at five to one here and, and a big step up facing winners after beating maidens last out but who was part of that group last time out that he beat Maltese Falcon what did Maltese Falcon just do won the grade three La Jolla handicap until Telmar last week uh Maltese Falcon a very talented horse just couldn't break through he finally did act three did it before him Respoli is staying with the four who's our top pick but the horse picks up Juan Hernandez Okay, all right, that's fine. It's like saying, "Well, we lost Pratt, but we gained Irad." Okay, I'm like, I'm not gonna be that upset about it. So, uh, give me the seven as my second up.
1: Yeah, this was my fourth horse on the in the race. I only went three deep, so I ended up not using the seven here. But I like, I agree, could fire a big one there. Uh, second for me was the five horse Baj here for Sadler and Ronis Racing. Uh, Festu picks or stays aboard here. Came out of that same race with Teo Magico. If you're using one. I kind of have to use the other here. Uh, The horse ended up running, what was it, a nose or three or three quarters of a length? I'm sorry, behind Tio Magico that day. Going to be more forwardly placed. This is one of your speed horses, but has shown the propensity to be able to pass horses. And for me, that was a key. So I don't think we actually have to have the lead with Baj. I think we're going to sit, hopefully, a rail trip here in third, uh, saving ground both turns and end up making one big run, get the lead at the top of the stretch and see if we can hold them off. Uh, but I, I like the six to one price. I think this horse is ready to, to pick up. Or I like this horse at the mile and 16th, so hopefully the extra distance helps
0: out Baj in this spot. And that's funny. And the reason I, I ended up leaving the horse off because I didn't like that we were stretching the horse Back out to a mile and a 16th. The two times that they did try it, the horse was trying to do it on the front end and ended up fading to fourth. But, uh, you know, different tactics have been tried since then with this horse. So, we'll see what happens. But, um, next up for me, third and final, I should say, the number 10, Hakimi. At 10-1 to here for Hector Berrios and Amador Sanchez. Uh, These two, like I mentioned earlier in the show, they connected at 23% together. And if you remember last year, a big part of Berrios' coming out party at Del Mar was riding Amador Sanchez horses. Mm -hmm. This was a stakes winner in the native Chile, making the second North American start, getting the ship and win bonus because we made the North American debut on the synthetic at Gulfstream Park, just kind of waiting for the turf to open at Del Mar. Here we are. I think this horse is very interesting at a price in the finale.
1: Yeah, I don't hate this one. Um, I, I didn't end up using it, but I, like, look, when Barrios is riding for Sanchez, you kind of have to pay attention. I mean, that's what we mm-hmm. learned at, at Gulfstream Park. We learned that at Del Mar last year. Uh, I don't hate the spot here. I think there's some talent in this this field. That's one of the main reasons I didn't end up going with that one. But uh, again, yeah, I don't, I don't hate to use the 10 there. Uh, I use the six. El Potente here is my last horse, who I think does have a shot at trying to take this field gate to wire. Clearly the best horse from a buyer perspective, the last two. If we can repeat one of those two efforts, could be awfully tough here in this spot. So not getting too
0: creative there, but I think you kind of have to use the six. I, I, six was uh, I left off, but I had definitely considered until the end here. Uh, and then I saw the price. I was surprised this horse was a five to two uh more than if it must be buyers i'm working with time form so maybe the buyers say that this horse should be fair i know it's one three straight but you know that those were maiden claimers or starter allowance so i guess i was a little surprised the horse is five to two
1: yeah the buyers say this one should be a pretty heavy favorite back-to-back 90s with an 88 the race before that um and and if you just look at the three races three wins by a combined 14 plus lengths so uh, there's i i could i i would say this is a good morning line i would expect the six to be your favorite
0: the uh, the horse, by the way, last time the one the horses he beat in that start allowance that was not winners of three lifetimes, so it, it, it's a step up in the sense that the horses he raced against before were at one point in for claiming tags, but they also were experienced winners. So, like I said, I, I considered I just especially a five to two can't make it on my ticket, but you have a much cheaper ticket. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode with the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining Mike and I talked. didn't mean to make this quick, but it was Del Mar Saturday, late pick five for August 19th, highlighted by the Del Mar Oaks. For the podcast listeners, we'll give out our tickets one more time. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, take a look down below. We've got it posted for you here. I'll start off. I'm going to go 5-6-11 with 5-7-10 with 5-9 with three, seven, nine with 4 7 10. $81 for me, Mr. Sumich. I'm gonna go one, five, ten,
1: eleven with one, three, five with two of five, six single up the seven and then
0: close it out with four, five, six. It'll cost you fifty-four bucks for fifty cents. If you are playing along, let us know in the comments section. We would love to hear from you. Love to see what your tickets are. Even if, and especially if you do disagree with us, let us know uh, what you think. That uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin B is very excited about Hector Barrow. I he said Barra's could be riding you or magic, and I'd be betting him. So <laughs> yeah, that works out. Uh, Doc says well, as a fast. I only saw four patients during this show. This, how are you curing cancer? And see, well, Doc doesn't actually do anything. He just delivers news. That's what well, I. Well, that's right. Out. He's the doctor. The nurses do all the real work. I understand. Yeah, exactly. I mean. So he, he just yeah. he
1: just got a degree and makes some money for for walking around in handy. I I would bet that he carries an iPad around with him, and just handicaps
0: while he's walking around. He's like uh huh
1: uh huh, and they think he's looking at like research, and he's just looking at the. <clears throat>
0: He's probably just regurgitating the same BS into each room. He just like has to look at the chart to see what their name is and gender, and then he just blah 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 blah, blah. and the rest of it he's like auto speak while he's handicapping. <laughs> Although if that's what the case, he was giving me a tip earlier, and the horse I think is still trying to finish at Saratoga, so yeah. maybe not the maybe not the best practice, Doc. Maybe try and focus a little more on one thing. We're going to focus on giving you some more winners over at racingdudes.com and youtube.com slash racingdudes. Make sure you head over there, subscribe to the YouTube channel, get the Samo bombs. You will be hitting Saratoga and Delmar all weekend, I'm sure.
1: Yep, Saratoga and Delmar. Uh, hopefully, we can keep this Delmar thing rolling. We've been on fire on Delmar the whole meet, so we just want to keep it going here. Um, and press tickets, by the way, I'm going 1 5 with 1 5, with 5 6, with 7, with 4 5.
0: Remington Park back tomorrow night on Friday, August 18th. And if you're catching this before, then Dudes After Dark is going to be covering it. And They said, screw you, Delmar. We're going to Remington Park. Thanks. First people ever, I think. Uh, covering Remington Park. So if you want to uh, cover that with the guys, tune in Friday. They'll be doing that live here on the YouTube channel. Uh, always a lot of fun. So if you can, grab a few drinks, join the boys uh, for Dudes After Dark. We'll be back Friday, every Thursday through Sunday. So starting tomorrow uh friday will be back as well for dudes who bet daily every uh, thursday through sunday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific good lord i need to get out of here mike my medicine is worn off anything else before i just completely tank this
1: uh over 17 first half eagles browns let's go baby
0: boom there you go until next time i'm magic and i'm mike covid sucks see you guys